Hello, hello, welcome. I'm Jan Goldstein. And this is All That Matters. It's a weekly shot of wonder, shot of positivity. I think we're trying to inoculate the world with a bit more affirmation. I think we can all use that. We get that from one another. Because wonder comes in all shapes and sizes, at any place and in any moment of the day. I mean, think about it. It can emerge out of a long cry or at a family reunion. It can show its face when a sudden realization clicks as we muse over a cup of coffee. And just like that, we're propelled into action. I've seen it skid row when a woman and her children got back on their feet for a second chance at life. I've encountered it on the ball field in the gracious sportsmanship I've seen in some of my students and in my own kids. If you stop to consider the moments in which you've come across wonder, you recognize the aura that comes with such experiences. I'm Think about it. It's as if once you take in the miracle of it, your next breath is a bit more sacred. Your next breath is a bit more sacred. When we receive such gifts from the universe, we know the meaning of a blessing from the inside. And when they manifest as someone dear to us near his death, they seem to carry a benediction of grace. Now, Leo was an extraordinary guy. A retired businessman, he devoted his post-employment years to bringing laughter and learning to residents of retirement homes. He believed deeply that engaging the mind, touching the heart, generates the life force within you, no matter how old or fragile you become. At the time, Leo had been divorced for 26 years, living on his own. He had made it his personal business to bring smiles and meaning to the elderly. Meeting Leo was a little like approaching one of those question and answer machines found in the old days along a boardwalk or at Coney Island. The mystical talking head offered a query or posed a brain teaser and awaited your response. Maybe you saw it in a movie, Big. Do you remember that movie with Tom Hanks? It's got that talking head on the boardwalk. You might also be engaged in prognostication or sublime humor if you contact this character on the boardwalk, these talking heads you put a coin in and they might give you a little note with your future prediction on it. And this was Leo in a nutshell. I mean, you never came away from the man without a riddle or without advice. Without an anecdote to treasure, without a joke to enjoy. His eyes twinkled just at the sight of you. He brought merriment to countless souls and found the magic of meaning in his gift. So it was with heavy heart that those of us who knew and loved him witnessed his pain in the final weeks of terminal cancer. His family had been at his bedside helping to prepare for his death by sharing stories as well as tears. Now, Leo was fully alert at the time, and he was present in the moment. His son-in-law, Graham, 
My longtime friend had called one day to let me know that the end was imminent and asked me to lead a memorial service when the time came, which set me up for the call I received a few days later. I heard Graham's voice on the line and sighed, ready to hear the sad news of Leo's death, mentally kicking myself for not having gone to see him the day before. But the call was not about death. It was not about planning a funeral or counseling a family or dealing with endings. It was nothing less than a shot of wonder across the bow of mortality. To my utter and complete amazement, Graham asked if I was free to perform a wedding. Now, I tried to switch gears, but I couldn't get the words out. How could the family be planning a wedding with the patriarch lying there near death? But get this, the groom was to be none other than Leo himself. I was dumbfounded. And the most surprising news was yet to come. The woman he had divorced these 26 years earlier, Joyce, had remained his friend. They had shared family celebrations with their children and grandchildren, but they had lived separate lives until now. From the midst of his decline, Leo looked into her eyes as she sat by his bedside and held his hand in friendship until the end. And in that miracle moment, Leo smiled through his pain and said, you have been my friend all these years, even after the divorce. Would you do me the honor of becoming my wife once again? Joyce stunned with tears trailing down her cheek, simply responded in a whisper, Leo, you swept me off my feet. Which is how I found myself a day later when I entered the hospital and was instantly flanked by a coterie of well-wishers in white. Doctors and nurses, even the security guard, escorted me to Leo's room for an event hospital workers don't get much of a chance to enjoy. Nuptials in room 303B. As I approached the room, I could see the decorations. The floor nurses had hung over Leo's doorway. The staff was positively giddy. A life-affirming moment in the midst of so much pain. And we've seen a few of these over the course of this pandemic, haven't we? People getting married outside the window so their elderly parent or grandparent can watch or perhaps some magical event in a hospital or outdoors where neighbors appear in the streets to applaud uh, someone coming home from the hospital who has gotten over the struggle of COVID or, or a groom and a bride who've been forced to have a safe distance type of wedding. Nothing could keep away their neighbors from cheering them when they came home. Well, that's what it was like. As I entered the room, there he was, the groom, Leo, sitting up in a chair, tubes trailing off his arms, his characteristic twinkle in his eyes, and pulling himself up with brave demeanor. He nodded with a wry smile, wore my best blue pajamas. And so 
with Joyce in the chair next to him and their granddaughter's prayer shawl for a chuppah. What was once divided was mended, a circle repaired, and in place of an ending, a beginning. We were all overwhelmed. Hospital personnel crowded at the door. I actually heard a doctor call out, wait a minute, when paged. It was mesmerizing. Looking into Leo's eyes, I told him what was in my heart, in all of our hearts. Even at this challenging moment, he was continuing to teach us, to remind us that life is about loving, about second chances, about holding on to friendship, about reaffirming the sacred within our lives, about fashioning blessings, yes, even on the threshold of life's completion. He was teaching us that life can be this good when we can be this human. Oh, those of us in the room bore witness to the gifts of the human spirit, which dares to dream in the midst of suffering. Dares to say yes when life says not now. Dares to choose the grace with which to face the pain. Leo died 11 days later. His family encircling him in a benediction of love, his bride by his side, he had touched thousands. And each time his story is told, his spirit continues to engage the mind and touch the heart. No matter what our age, we can receive the gift of grace through approaching life in a way that affirms it. That's That says there are still cups of life out there to fill with the wine of human celebration. That we are, each of us, gifts of wonder, transmitters of joy through which the universe moves and shouts in gladness. And we are capable of generating and receiving the gift of that joy at the most unusual moments, aren't we? Thanks to the man in blue pajamas. I won't ever forget that. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein. And this, this is all that matters. <laughs>